Hey everybody, it's Debita Life Coach, and we've got a special guest today. His name is Philip Moo. He is really interesting, and he's by way of New York. He lives in Virginia. He's got a story that is just simply interesting. So I'm going to bring him on, and I'm going to really ask some stories today for him to summarize for us. There is a word that each of you know that when I start my podcast, I always ask people to pick a number for those that don't know, and there's a word that's on there. His word today is, how do you make a decision? So decision is his word. And so I'm going to start by bringing him on, Philip Moo. Hey, 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 how are you? Hello, 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 everyone out there. Hello to your beautiful audience. And let's start by, first of all, let's give me a little backdrop. Tell me where you're originally from. I'm from upstate New York. If you know uh, Rockland County, it's where I grew up, it's where I was born. Suffern, a little town right on the border of Jersey and New York. But we moved up to Orange County, Newburgh, technically New Windsor, which is a pretty small town, but it's beautiful. It's right at the kind of the, the start of the mountains there, right near the Hudson. Uh, I got to see that every single day. So that was really beautiful. Okay, and tell me, where are you living now? Right here in good old Richmond, Virginia, West Ooh, End. Ooh, okay. And t- t- okay, now, are there any siblings, kids, wife? Tell us your backdrop. No, no kids. Not yet. Nothing I know of. Um, that's a joke. That's a joke. I don't have any kids. Um, well, yeah, I have one sister, and my grandmother is still in New York. Ooh, okay. And your parents? Where are your parents at? Parents are non-physical. They're, they're here, they're there, they're everywhere. Okay, all right. Okay, your parents are deceased. Okay, let me ask you this now. Now, I think the last time we talked, I haven't seen you in, oh my God, it's been some time. You went to school at? Go Tigers, Clemson University. Okay, and I think you were, were you an architect? That's right, I studied, okay. I studied architectural design Okay. All right, and so also martial arts, that was really, to me, that was your passion. Tell us a little bit about that martial arts and what made you the decision to actually go into martial arts? Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. It was basically, well, my dad and me, we would always watch Kung Fu, you know, whatever the shows were on TV. And Bruce Lee, of course, was big back then. So we would watch Bruce Lee and he decided, all right, you're six years old, probably a good idea to learn something uh, that'll help you be more athletic, be more into fitness and self-defense aspects of it too. But also it's just the, the, the discipline of it, the... Um, I don't want to say the discipline of it because I think everyone says that, but it's just more of the awareness that martial arts teaches you that I didn't know about, but I was learning from six years old till now. Okay, that's interesting. So let me ask you this. Now, how do you connect that with your architect? Because you went to school to become an architect. How, why? What was the desire? Was there a passion with that? How, do you, how did you end up in school with that particular thing? That was, I wish there was a, a really like profound magical altering life altering experience that that made me go ah architecture but it was really like okay you're a senior have you applied to any colleges nope do you know what you want to do nope what are you good at i don't know let's look at your report card all right you do well in all these technical drawing classes and all these that type of engineering that type of stuff have you thought about being an architect nope well you want to apply for that yep and that's pretty much how it, how it started. Oh, and yeah. but but I did I did have a I guess you could say an, an aptitude for being able to draw. That's something I've always had since I was young. Just it just came natural to me. Just pick up something and start drawing what I see in front of me, and I could do it. 
So it, it went towards buildings, in this case, for architecture, the, the built space. And that's how I, I guess, started to go on the path of being an architect. And then my parents, we went, we, we uh, um, toured around a few colleges in the north, some in Boston, some in New York. But for some reason, they thought I would get in trouble if I stayed up there. And I didn't get in trouble when I was a kid, so I don't know where they got that idea from. But my, my dad, from Jamaica, he liked Clemson. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's, 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 in, it's in the country, really. And he just liked the vibe of it, the feel of it, the, the landscape, the easy laid back, not big city aspect of it. And that's that's the only college in the South that I got that I toured. We, I got into a couple other ones down there, but they saw that, they're like, we're good. And plus it was like kind of getting late in the year. So that's kind of how I ended up at Clemson. Wow. Okay, now you said your dad is from Jamaica. Okay, now have you, your dad was born there? And yep. have Were you born in Jamaica by way and then you grew up in New York? Or have you been to Jamaica? No. Tell us I'm, a little bit about that because that's a whole nother culture kind of. Yeah, yeah, he, he was born there. He was raised there. He lived there until about 20, I guess he was about 24, 25. And then he moved here to New York. That's, um, you know, and he, that's, that's how he got to New York, to the USA. And then I've always been here. Okay. I can't say I'm exotic in that way. Okay. I might look exotic sometimes, okay. but I'm not. I'm, I'm <laughs> okay. an American. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Now, I also noticed that you have your own. You have your own podcast, and you. Oh my God! You do just awesome content that's on there, and you're podcasting on Sundays. Tell me what what drew you into that? What and I noticed that you're kind of into the fitness thing. So, talk to us about that. How did that come about? Well, that's a that's a two part question because the the Sunday, the Sunday podcast grew out of the Monday through Saturday podcast. So I, I wanted to start a fitness live stream. You can call it a podcast, but it's it's more of a, a video cast, I guess, where I'm just working out. I do I go through a workout and I'm doing that six days a week. So I thought seven would be excessive because we're doing this pretty intense. So I was like, we need one day to just sort of give the body a rest. But I also wanted to continue the momentum of just getting up and being live every single day because I, I made a commitment to myself to to kind of put the craft, put my energy, put my passion into this. So just because we're not doing it physically does not mean that we're not doing it. So on Sundays, it was more of a mental workout. And that's how the, the, the live chat started on Sundays so that I could work my mind, which I'm always working with the body, but this one is specifically dedicated to thinking about items that I'm interested in or I find you know, that I love or like, and other people too, that chime in, either they're on with me or they just write comments in, and the, and the chats just take on a life of their own. And we explore some pretty deep concepts, things that people don't maybe, maybe they don't normally talk about. And that's what I like to talk about. Where do you see yourself going with it? What, what, what is really now? So we've got, you've got the fitness part of it. You've got what you're telling me, the architect, and then you have the martial arts and they all, I'm sure, intersect. If you had to, let's just say, pick one as really your passion that you would really like to explore and birth on a whole new level, which one would that be? So which one out of the martial arts, out of the fitness, out of the, out of the, just the, the, the live streaming talking? Correct. I, I want to put them all together. I want it to be integrated into one where it's not pieces anymore, because I think we look at that. If martial arts has taught me anything, it's that... Nothing is in isolation. Everything is connected. And right now there's however many styles there are. There's many different styles. I want to combine it into one, but not just even martial arts. I want to combine it into 
you should be talking about topics that are deep, you know, have a deep resonance with you anyway. You shouldn't have to wait for a podcast. You should be just discussing this in your everyday life because you probably have these thoughts and you either suppress them or the people that you're with maybe suppress them and you just don't talk about it. But there's things that you always think about, things you feel that you want more answers to. And, you know, you got to ask a better question to get a better answer. So if I could have all of that be together, so it's just fitness, which is just movement. Martial arts is one phase of that. It's a particular phase, but it's just one phase. Moving and talking and thinking and working the mind-body connection. I think that is the alignment that I look for every day, all day. And I think that's where people talk about the fountain of youth. That's the fountain of youth. Working your mind and body together every day, all the time. You'll always be young. You'll always be expanding, learning. And I think that's where the joy comes in. And that's when it gets really fun. Ooh, that's interesting. Really interesting. So the masses. So it's impacting the masses where you are making people aware of their awareness to converse with deep dive conversations that really gets you stimulated into not just these awesome conversations, but I think it's exploring more of who they are and connecting the connections. How do we connect with each other and go to new levels of really understanding and connect and seeing how everything is really one. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I like that. You said everything is really one because you know, the word universe gets thrown around a lot and I wanted to chime in. I think I heard it from Neil deGrasse Tyson. He said universe is actually two words, uni, which is one and verse, which is song. So the word universe actually means one song, meaning there is a central unifying theme behind everything. And I think some of the problems that are going on in the world are there's some deep level topics that are that are being discussed right now, but we're not used to that. We're used to the superficial topics. So now that we're going deep, it's like, whoa, this is scary. This is, uh, this is unfamiliar. I don't know what to do. And people are going to react how they react out of fear and uncertainty. So I think if you're more used to discussing deeper level topics, things that, like I said, have that resonance with you on just like a, a core spiritual eternal level, then when big topics come up, they won't be as scary. And you probably already have some concept of how to handle that and how to respond to that before it even happens. So I just think you're just strengthening yourself, you know, here in this physical body and also in another dimension too. So how does one make a decision? Okay. So, and how do you make your decisions? Okay. Let's just say someone's out there and they're really interested in just as you started with your journey. You started, it sounds like you were introduced to, first of all, the architect because you went to school for that. Then all of a sudden, you probably, it sounds like maybe the martial arts came first, the architect. And then all of a sudden now you're the physical part of it where you're connecting all of this and you're on a broader scale now. You're trying to reach more people. What happens to the person that's out there and they feel it within their spirit that there's something for them to do, but they don't know how do they make the decision? How do they narrow it down? How did you make your decision that you decided that, okay, I'm just going to create this or I'm going to create that? Because a lot of times we have people and they have the ideals, they have everything, but they don't have the motivation or the momentum to start it. You know, and the, it sounds good because they can tell, you know, you, they can show up and you can say, well, how, how's it going? Oh, I'm still working on it but they never get it started. So how do they make a decision? Or I should say, how do you make decisions uh, when you want to birth something? I think you mentioned that you were interested in 
creating a book. So how are you making that decision to orchestrate the birthing of this book? And what would this book tell us? Is this a book about you, your story, or talk to us about that? Okay, so there's a lot in there. So I think if I remember correctly, the word decision comes from a Latin word. It's like kaidir, uh, I believe, which means to, to cut off. So it's not so much that you're picking something. It's more of that you're cutting off what you don't want to pick. So you can look at it like that. That's one way to look at it. So it's just like, all right, I know, don't want that, don't want, I guess it's like a process of elimination, but it's a little deeper than that. It's just, it's just you're, making, you're making your life simple. Uh, if you have a lot of choices, decisions, just eliminate the ones that, that really aren't the ones. If you, uh, when you think about it, if you smile, when you think about, will I get up early for this? Will I stay up late for this? What will I sacrifice to do this? If, if you have even a question of something, that's not the thing. But if you're like, yeah, I, I wouldn't have a problem doing that at this time, that's, that's, you're more on the line, you're more along the lines of that's the right choice in that, in that moment. I also think that you don't have to put too much pressure on yourself because you can make a choice about anything and you can make that choice right. I know that sounds a little crazy, but it's like, really the, the point of that is just to get started. You know, the secret to getting ahead is getting started. I think Mark Twain said that. So even if you pick the wrong, what's, I'm doing air quotes here, the wrong decision, if you start doing something, it will be much better than doing nothing. So what you're saying is that just the fact of making the decision is the first step, right? And then say, okay, let me, let's just say to write a book. Let me go in by a notepad. So now I have put an action into place. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, if you get a notepad, you're taking a thought that's non-physical and you're putting it on paper, which is physical. There's paper, that's physical. There's ink, that's physical. And now you can look at that, you can touch it, you can pick it up, you can flip the page and go, this is a little bit closer to being reality. It's not just floating around in my head anymore. And that's that's the cool thing about about the notepad. I, like, I just thought about what you said about the notepad, which is um, I journal every day, not because I'm like, I got a journal, but I just keep track of things because I'll forget. So I have, a, I have a planner, each page is one day. Except for Saturday and Sunday, they combine those two. But that way, I go, okay, what did I do yesterday? And I can flip back and go, oh yeah, I listened to that podcast and they said this thing, that was a really cool topic. I wanna dive into that a little deeper. That's one way, or I just say what I worked on too, so I know what I, what I did and what I have to do. But I, I do think writing things down is once again, you're taking a non-physical concept, you're, you're bringing it into a physical dimension. And you, you can act on that a little bit easier when it's right there and it's, it's more tangible. So it's kind of like a vision board. It's like if you yeah. have something that you can visualize it and you see it every day, you are more susceptible to create it, you know, because it's reminding you. So, so I love how you're saying that. So if you're journaling every day, it's like you're writing the reflections of really the story of that day. And as you look back on it, it is a story. And so when you're creating a book, it's almost like, I think I've heard people say sometime, you know, like, oh, you have to spend some hours. But what I'm hearing you say is an even better way to make a decision if you're creating a book by just getting a journal and then take each day you're writing something. And if you did that for 365 days, that's 365 pages, correct? So really you kind of got a book. Uh, so that's really cool. So now talk to us about... I think you mentioned um, that you wanted to write a book. Tell, tell, tell me how that came about. What thought 
came into you that made you decide you want to write a book? And when are you starting this book? And tell us, what do you think it's going to be about? Well, this is really funny because I, I sort of don't remember telling you I wanted to write a book, but I probably did say it because I, I like to create. I'm a, I'm a creator. I think we all are creators. And I just like to bring things into, not to bring it into an existence, but to bring it into a focus. I think these things are all around us. And it's just, okay, how do I, how do we organize it in a way that makes sense that I can understand one and I can take action on two. So for me, it would be just literally the concepts I talk about during the, during the podcast, which are things that I write down in, in that, in that planner. I don't call it a journal. It's, it, I, it, I call it a planner, but yes, functionally it's a journal because every day I'm writing it down. So there's concepts there that, that there really is for me. It's totally selfish. It's not like I'm like, let me help everyone in the world. If it does, I would, that would be so great. But, but you are. But think about it. Whatever we do for ourselves, we are doing for others. So that's, that's okay. So you are doing it for you, but as you're doing it for you, you're actually impacting others. That's right. What you, what you give, you keep. And I think, you know, if you're serving yourself, you're serving others. And I, it's just, like I said, it's just things that, that I want to make sense of myself, for myself, so I can understand it. So now I can teach it to someone or at least talk about it with someone in a way that they can understand it. And I think that's what the book would be about. Complex ideas that are broken down into simple ideas, like Albert Einstein said, unless you understand something simply, you don't truly understand it. So that's that's kind of what I like to do is, is to break things down into a simple, a simple way, a simple form. So it's like you're going to be telling the story or are you going to use the content of what you do on your podcast and compile it into a hard copy book? Or are you going to talk about yourself as you were unfolding and evolving in this process, which one? Yeah, and that's interesting because, you know, when you're the person unfolding, you don't notice the unfolding. You're just like, okay, this is what I do now. But I do go back sometimes and look at some of the journals from even even four, three, you know, three, four years ago, five years ago. And I, I, I'm thinking to myself, that's what I was thinking then. And it's what's what's really cool is some of the topics, a lot of them are... The theme is the same. The way I was going about it, the tasks or activities I was I was doing to bring that to life are different now, but the central theme was was consistent, which I like. Which, which means I'm onto something there. Which means it wasn't just I was doing it on a whim back then. It was trending or something, and now I'm onto something else. Like no, I was still doing it then, and I'm doing it now. I'm just doing it in a different way. I'm in a different car, different vehicle. So I I do like that a lot. I like how you use that phrase. And so when you're in a different vehicle, what does that also say about you? Well, I think I would. Is it a consciousness I don't know if it thing? says it about me. But I, I think that that thing rings true to me that I'm still doing it, just in a little bit different way, but I'm still doing it. It's it's probably a, I'm probably closer to the the source work that we talked about mm, from good. Priya Parker. You know, stay close to your source work. I think that if you're doing something and the theme of it is diff- is the same, but you're doing it in a different way, that is close to your source work. That may be your source work. And maybe the experiences are providing you different insights, so you're doing it at a higher elevation. Right. Same thing, but it's on a bigger platform, and you keep elevating. Yep. What, what, what would you like if you had, let's just pretend now here, let's just say, I'm the genie. You've got one dream right now. Give you that one dream. What would you like? What would that be? The one dream? Uh... I'm going to go esoteric. I don't even know what esoteric means. I'm going to use that word, though. It sounds good. I would like everyone to find their alignment. I think the world would just instantly, you know, a lot of the problems would go away. If people Ooh. were seeking, seeked out. Is that the right word? Seeked out. Mm-hmm. Seeked out their alignment, their own personal alignment. Not anyone else's, their own personal alignment. And, 
you know, that's a lot of things for a lot of people, but I just think, you know, you're, you're aligning with, with you in this physical body, but also the deeper eternal you. And it doesn't have to be religious, but it's just, you know, that source, that energy that, 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 that's in everything that surrounds us, that's within us. Find a connection to that. And that is what everyone is trying to do, wants to do anyway. Even if they're doing, going about it in a harmful way or they're abusing drugs, they're looking for alignment. That's what they're really looking for. So the, the goal would be not to do harmful things or abuse drugs, but also find it be, and be in that more, more than you're not in that. So kind of like what I'm hearing you're saying is that you would love for everyone to be aligned. And once they're aligned, a lot of the noise, the distractions, the, the competitiveness goes away because the alignment would also awaken them to see that we live in an abundance universe. And the more that they are aligned, the more that they have to offer, not just to themselves, but to others. So it's almost like it's an even playing field. It's like also, I, I hear you're saying, it's that that alignment also allows you to define what is your lane. So you're not, you know, outside of, let's just say what you're fighting sometimes because you're not in alignment. So you're outside of a lane, you're not in your lane. And I think what I'm also hearing you're saying is that because we're in such a, a phase where we have so many options. And so when we're presented with so many different options, we think that because we're presented with it, it's for us. So if you know yourself more and you pay attention to yourself more, you get the prompts within you that tells you, no, that's not your lane. So it's kind of like the contrast. So life is always giving you the contrast. It's giving you what you don't want and what you do want. The more you have of, of, of experiences in that, it helps you to really now reveal who you really are because under the core of all that, it's, it's actually aligning you now with your true essence of who you are. I hope that's what I heard you say. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a good way to put it. I think the, you know, can I get a little bit, a little bit of clarification from you? Absolutely. When you say, I think you were saying stay in the lanes or find your lanes, mm -hmm. what did you mean by that? What I mean by that is that sometimes, okay, we're presented with, with a couple of things, okay? Let's just say we had a decision to make and two, all of a sudden, let's say, I'll use a job. I try to use it as simple as, as I can. Let's just say there are two job offers, okay? And one job offer comes before the other one. Now, one kind of like you're really passionate about, but the other one, you're like, I like that too, okay? But one may fit you better because it's natural, but you don't really see that. The other one may have, let's just say, a little bit more money. Now, the decision to take one job over the other is the decision of where you're at. You may look and say, well, this one is a little bit more money. Although I really like this one, I can feel it resonating with me more. But I think the one with the money, and you get it, okay, and let's say a year later, you kind of hate it. Yet, you kind of went outside your lane because internally there was something, the passion was actually trying to keep you in your lane. So that's kind of what I mean. So it's kind of like as you're aligning with your spirit, which means to me from the outer, you're kind of clear now where you're not seduced so much about the distractions on the outer because now you're being led with those promptings within you. And so it's always leading you to your highest good. And so even if a distraction or a pivot comes and it says, well, turn this way, you can stay in alignment with 
your feeling within you that in spirit, which is inspiration um, to tell you, nah, this is more you because you've had so many contrasts along the journey and the contrast was reminding you, remember you took that maybe years ago and you hate it. And sometime as you were saying, it's, 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 I think you mentioned how you can be doing something and you're doing it years later the same way, but it's just an elevation because you've had now some of life's experiences to let you know that, yeah, you did it, but you're doing it very differently because your consciousness is different. You've had more experiences and you see, no, you're a different person now, you know, and it looks like it's the same thing, but you're doing it with a different flavor, twist, flair. So it's more now in alignment with who you're becoming. Okay. I like that. I think, um, you, I think the way I, I heard the lanes was about what I think of as curiosities. So it's, it's just curious about something. Mm-hmm. And if you're good at something, you're going to have a lot of curiosity behind that. That's how you got good at it. Because mm-hmm. if you're curious about it, that kind of um, gets you through those times when you're like, I don't know if I want to do this right now. But that deep innate curiosity is like, well, let's just see where this goes. And if you're looking at two decisions, find the one that you're more curious about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, my, my, my thing, too, I always tell people, I said, stay curious. Because when, you lo- when you're not curious, you lose, to me, your whole interest of the journey. You know, the curiosity is what keeps us going, what wakes us up, what gives us that, oh, I want more. I, you know, and if you don't have that, you have to really, add, you know, to me, that's when you're kind of uh, in that arrested development of your own development, your consciousness. You're just stuck. You know, um, so that to me is part of just the journey. How do I keep myself feeding myself just, you know, with all kinds of positive thoughts, experiences, people, uh, whether, you know, and not to label. Because when we label, then that I think is where sometimes we stop because all of a sudden we'll say, well, this is whatever, because you put a label on it. And so you don't push through it because it could be birthing something else in you, you know. So, yeah, so it's interesting. Um, I want to just kind of, and I know that, you know, our time is almost coming to an end, but I wanted to ask you this because this, I was really curious. So I was watching you on your podcast um, and a gentleman asked you, what was your story? And you told, you said, you made a comment and you said, it's really the content. But I wanted to ask you, what is your story? Because I kind of saw the question as he was asking you, kind of a more of an intimate question, like what is your story? What is the driving? Now you shared a lot with us, but is there anything you want to just maybe add to that? Mm, The story, I think the story is still being written. Uh, It's it's always evolving. But uh, the story, I think in in the context of that question, I think uh, his name is Chris. I think Chris was asking about more about the podcast, how that got started, the, the origin there. And for me, it was just a way to stop hiding, stop hiding behind perfection and stop hiding behind trying to make everything in a certain way and say, okay, I'm going to put these fitness videos out there, but I got to edit them. I got to make sure the light's good. I got to make sure my angles are right. I got to make sure I'm doing the move as perfect as possible. And I was like, well, one, there is no perfect. That doesn't exist. So So the labels. Yeah, you can just take take that away. And then it became, all right, well, how do I show up and just be a person to, to do these moves. Because I think today, if anything, the internet and some of the current events that are, that, that are going on have shown, have shown us is people want the, the real you. They don't need the filtered version of you, right? I think we got through that phase already. So now it's just, 
the authentic you. Right, because when this person decides they're going to watch you and do, for instance, this is a workout podcast, they want to know and say, well, that's a real person over there on that other side of the screen doing the same work. They're not, you know, airbrushed and they're not, you know, uh, have like a dance team behind them or something. I don't know. It's just a person in their living room doing a workout and they're struggling and suffering through it just like you are. And that's what I wanted to bring across. And that's what, and the only way I could do that is I'm going to just do it every day, real time. So here's the workout six days a week. I'll be there. And also it was a way for me to not be a hypocrite. I was, I was being a hypocrite in, in the, in the, in the sense that I was telling other people to put up posts or videos or, you know, whatever they do. And I wasn't even doing it. Oh, so I was putting do- up two or three a week and I'm saying, no, you need to put up five or six a week Ooh, or interesting. every day. And I wasn't even doing it. So now I can go back to them and say, I do it every day, okay. but that's not why, but that's a reason of, I wanted to, I always like to do what I say I'm going to do or tell people that they should do. And well, if I'm not doing it, what good, what good is that advice? So part of your story is that it was teaching what, what I'm hearing you saying is that it allowed you to unfold you, something that you were hiding which was, and I don't like to say the word imposter, but it was a part of the image of what you thought you wanted to project when you finally realized that, wait a minute, I want to be authentic. And that may mean that I may have to share who I am, even if it takes away the image of what they first saw or even what I saw, because I'm not really that. And the more I unfold kind of peel back like the like an onion if I peel keep peeling and peeling I'll get to the core and I'm kind of I'm just there they can see me but it's a freedom because there's nothing now for me to hide but it's giving other people permission to reveal who they are that's what I'm hearing you say yeah that's beautiful and I think you know in a way don't worry about imposter syndrome because we're all imposters in a way meaning when I started this, you can go back and look at the first one. It was terrible. I, um, I was it terrible or <laughs> was it that you started? What was, it, it was what that was, I started. I, I'm go. saying terrible. It wasn't terrible because I did something there before I was doing nothing. But looking back on it with a more of a technical eye that I have now, there were things that if I was watching the video, I might not have continued watching the video if it wasn't me. Meaning like I didn't have the Tabata timer set, which is a big part of the workout because that's how we know when to start and when to finish. And I had to go, I'm running around trying to find this. I'm not even on the camera. There's nothing happening. And it's just really funny. I laugh a lot looking back on it because I was in that moment being an imposter of a fitness, whatever you want to call it, coach, teacher, guru. I don't like the word guru. Just to say um, fitness person, fitness fitness practitioner. I like that word. Good. Everything, that's good. Everything I love practice. that. Yeah. Everything's practice. So I was an imposter back then, but I had started it because I wanted to become that. So you almost have to be the imposter in order to become the actual practitioner later. And so don't be afraid of imposter syndrome. Okay. So it's part of your story now. Yeah. That's, that's awesome though. That to me, that really, so now tell us if someone is interested in your podcast and just connecting with you, what are your sites? What are, can you provide that information to our listeners? Yeah. That's all on Instagram right now. So it's fizz fun, P H Y S like physical P H Y S and then fun. So the idea behind that name, I think I did this 2018 was that physical can be fun. A lot of times we look at a workout and it's just like, oh, I, I got to do the workout. And I, I like the Jim Quick little reframe there. It's not I got to do it. I get to do it. 
right? Which means you have the ability to go and jump around in your living room, change your body, change your chemistry, change your mind state, change your emotional state, um, just just by a little bit of physical motion. So there's, to me, that's fun, and I like to do it. So the that's where the name Fizz Fun okay. came from. So it's Fizz Fun at, at Fizz Fun on Instagram. I'm there um, six to seven ish. That's the workout Monday through Saturday and Sunday at one p.m. We do a live chat. Everyone's okay. welcome. Now, are you on the other sites like LinkedIn or Clubhouse or Facebook or any of those? I'm not on Facebook. Very, very, very limited on LinkedIn. And Clubhouse, I just got on, so I don't even have my whole full profile. Um, so now, how do they find you on LinkedIn as well as Clubhouse? Um, I say I'm going to get my LinkedIn set up more because I, I sort of did a, it's not a fake name, but it's, it, was, it was a business that I was thinking of doing. And I would like to continue with that, but that's not set up yet. So I'll get back to you on that name when it's when it's when it's filled out. And what about your clubhouse? Clubhouse, I think I'm Fee on there, P H I. So that's P H I and then M O, so Fimo. And YouTube is the same thing, Fimo. But that's P H one M zero. So that's that stands for your your, your name, right, Philip. Right. So Moon. contraction. And that one, I haven't, I haven't been too active on YouTube recently. I was doing a lot of vlogs on there, but because of how much time and energy I put into Instagram, everything is going there now. So everything else kind of like faded away. But what I want to do is be able to live stream to both to YouTube and Instagram. And then that way, you know, I, I can kind of, it's just more avenues, just more av- opening more avenues. Okay. People, who love, people who love the Instagram, I'll be there. People who love YouTube, a little bit more long, long, long format. I'll be there too. Okay. Awesome. Well, this has been just, oh my God, this has been just thrilling. And I know your podcast is going to take off you are just i can just see you right now all over you know people coming from everywhere to be on your podcast because you're such an awesome person and so much going on as well as that book um i can't wait to read your book Uh, i hope i get a signed copy um and i can't thank you enough for taking time just to be with us today and to share your journey to share your story so for chris the gentleman that asked you what's your story here's his story i hope you hear this and i really appreciate it and we thank you um and for our listeners we pray and always say come back next week and hope to see you and hear you again on debita podcast debita life coach we're out